Welcome back to Rad Dads, a podcast where I, Micah Sherman, interview some of the coolest dads I know who have a big heart for their families and an even bigger love for Jesus. Today's episode, I'm interviewing a dad of primary school age kids who also happens to be one of my awesome brother-in-laws. Our verse of the episode is brought to you by Proverbs 16:9. A man's heart plans his way. The Lord directs his steps. Grab your coffee and let's get started. Welcome back to Rad Dads, and this is your host, Micah Sherman. Uh, today, we um, uh, I get to interview uh, one of my brother-in-laws, um, Joey Jones. So, Joey Jones, welcome to the show. Thank you, man. This is this is an honor. I got to tell you, I feel a little in over my head because I don't always feel like a rad dad, but I'll fake it for the episode <laughs> just, just for you. But no, it's an honor. I'm humbled to be here. No, it's it, we're gonna have a good time. And uh, Joey's my first uh, brother or brother-in-law to be on the show, so excited to hear and share his story and get into it. So, are you ready? Yeah, let's okay. do it. So, Joey, if you've ever listened to the show, we start with a scouting report. I get to brag about you, and I've done my research um, on. Well, we've known each other for a long time, <laughs> but here we go. So, Joey Jones, for all those who don't or do know him. Um, Joey Jones is currently a math teacher at Orange Lutheran High School, uh, graduated at Calvary Chapel High School, basketball and football legend there. So you probably have heard the Joey, of Joey Jones, JJ Money, go Eagles. Uh, he also graduated college at Chapman University and uh, played basketball there as well. Joey is a huge 49er fan. Um, he also wins almost at any game you play against him and is incredibly lucky. He, he wouldn't consider it luck, but, but I do. <laughs> so cornhole poker, just any, or just like tossing ping pong balls in a cup. Like he always, he wins it all. So, uh, anyway, so we're going, moving on. Um, also I got this from Hume Lake. I don't know if you've ever remember this, but uh, he's also been known to be a mixture of a Vin Diesel, Adam Sandler lookalike. Do you remember that? Yeah, that's true. That back in my glory days. In your glory you days, <laughs> younger days. I don't know Vin Diesel. Yeah, I'm more of a retired Vin Diesel. I'm just saying, I heard that. So okay. people around here were like, "Is that, is that Adam Sandler? Is that you, Vin Diesel?" It's a good thing it's on a podcast. You can't see it for yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so Joey, yeah, Joey's just been a solid Christian role model for me growing up um, as a small group leader in my youth group. Also one of my junior high flag football coaches with Steve Astor. Shout out to Steve. <laughs> uh, and and also uh, my brother-in-law, like I mentioned. Um, and really just Joey, you've been a brother uh, to me. Um, it's been a long time. I was thinking like probably like 2005. Like June, that junior high season of my life, that's like yeah. when our relationship begins to blossom. Yeah, no, it was totally fortunate. Not very often do you, your brother-in-law, do you have a history with them before you meet the family. Right. And so, no, the, the Sherman family is, is we go way back um, to, yeah, when, when Micah was in junior high and and then his, his older brother, Josh, was kind of the same role model to me. Mm. So it's kind of, it's been really neat to, to have that history that not everybody gets to have with their, with their in-laws. Yeah. It just felt, it was like such a natural transition having you join in with family and marry my sister. And now here we are as dads <laughs> and it's so hard to believe. It, it is so, so, and I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to, to Micah here, man, watching him, watching him in junior high. And then now as a dad, like you may have started off as like, me mentoring him and, and whatnot, but uh, Micah and just just you could see you see his passion with just this very podcast of, of <laughs> how he's embraced his role of being a dad. It's just in ways that I I look up to him now even and how he's doing it. So uh, yeah, love it, Lo love what you're doing, man. So well, appreciate it, Joey. Yeah, um, I reached out to your wife and your kids, <laughs> and uh, your wife says I had her describe you in three words. These are the words she said: loyal, wise, and patient. It's true. There you go. You're loyal, wise, and patient. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she mentioned you're you're kind of in a season of enjoying learning how to 
learning to cook and trying all sorts of recipes. So we get a benefit from that because we're neighbors. Um, <laughs> she said, you refuel being at the beach. Um, we know you like to be competitive. And then your kids, three of them, it was very, it was awesome to ask like, hey, what do you like doing with, uh, with your dad? Or what do you love about your dad? So three of them said, well, I'll just go, I'll go one at a time. So Jacob mentioned pool in Palm Springs. <laughs> and so then the other two kind of trickled off that. Emily mentioned water balloons with dad. Maddie <laughs> said, uh, going to Lily's pool. And then the two younger ones had the best ones. Andrew said he loves working in the garage with you, which I think is, that's just so Andrew, <laughs> yeah. like you and him, it's gotta be alone time working in the garage. And then Sophie had the best answer. She said, I love my daddy because he gives me lots of tickles and hugs. <laughs> oh, man, Sophie for the win. There you go. So I sort of introduced your family, but tell, tell us a little bit more about your family, their ages, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, so Lindsay and I have been married, let's see, since 2010. So coming up on 13 years now. And so we have five kids um all pretty close in age i think about six year span there so um this is an odd year this is how i remember the odd years they're all okay. turning an odd number this year so <laughs> sophie just turned three um in january the twins uh, emily and madeline turned seven in uh in february andrew turned five just a few weeks ago and then and jacob my oldest will be turning nine in june so three, three five seven seven nine it's Man. a it's a full house and it's just it's just beautiful chaos we, that's a good that's a good way to phrase it beautiful <laughs> chaos it's so true <laughs> um and i mean i know a little bit more of this but for our listeners was it always your dream to have five kids joey break in the <laughs> what is it 2.5 norm of families right you're doubling yeah. no <laughs> yeah i wanted to wanted to double um no, I, you know, I think we had always, Lindsay and I had always talked and I, I think three to four was kind of always the plan. Um, you know, with obviously, you know, Lindsay coming with, she was one of four. Uh, growing up, a little background on myself, it was just me and my brother. So I was just two, but I always, I always liked um, the larger families. I'd come over, I'd always hang out at the Sherman's house and it'd be fun to see how everyone's interacting and, and whatnot. So um, yeah, that was the plan. Now, I'd be lying if I say we we were trying we got there as fast as we did because <laughs> yep. it, it started coming. It um, actually to get pregnant the first time took a little bit of time for us. We we had to try for several years and mm. even start down the path of infertility treatments right. and whatnot. Yep. And mm -hmm. um, and then we got we got pregnant with Jacob. Um, and then we kind of figured it when we were, whenever we we're ready to get pregnant again, we'd have to uh, we'd take have some to time. take take some time or, or start the infertility treatments mm. again and. And we did, and we surprisingly got pregnant and had 19 months later, we had twins, which was a yeah. <laughs> uh, total shock to our system. You know, no history of twins that we were aware of at all. So mm -hmm. also we found ourselves with, with three babies, pretty much. We had Jacob was 19, yeah. Emily, Madeline um, being born. And, uh, and then yeah. and I'm going to pause you right there because okay. I, I have to say a quote that you said that I thought was priceless. Um, I can't remember how old the twins were, but during COVID, so like 2020, I was like, yeah, like Joey and Lindsay, how are you guys doing? Like, I mean, you're locked in, you're probably just driving, you're going crazy. And you're, do you remember what you said to me? No, I don't. You said- <laughs> There's a lot of stuff I forget. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like, well, it was, we were quarantined at that point and you're like, oh, we're good. Like we've been quarantined for the last five <laughs> yeah, years before true. the quarantine. I thought that was so priceless because that's true. Like nothing had really changed. No, <laughs> you yeah. guys were getting out of the house to begin with. So. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, all of a sudden everyone else got to join what we were already doing for for a few years. Yeah, the Lord was preparing you. <laughs> he was for sure. But uh, yeah, I know. And then just uh, it's amazing now, now that Sophie's Sophie just turning three kind of with the kids being so close in ages as they progress the the seasons of life kind of change pretty dramatically because all of a sudden right. like now all of us we were in full on baby mode for the last like nine years pretty yeah. much right we always had like we <laughs> one kid would get to about the age of two and then we have a new baby or something like that and so yeah now that sophie our youngest is at three it's kind of like we're 
kind of out of baby mode. And so right. it's like also it's like, wow, our world's kind of changing, opening totally. up or it's like it's some so it's kind of cool to see. Um, you know, it's kind of sad to see like, oh man, we're out of baby like luckily right. we, luckily we've got a lot of nieces and nephews still. So yeah. you can still kind of get our fix there. Mm-hmm. But uh it's been it's been fun and it's been amazing to see like you feel like you're you're gonna be one way forever and then all of a sudden right it all of a sudden the season changes and you're like wow this is it's it's mm. different now. Yeah, that's good. That's good advice for for those of us who are in baby mode still. (laughs) It's like, all right, it's going to it's just a season. It's going to come and go. But enjoy it while it lasts, because it'll be be gone. and You'll be in the next season and chasing after kids for soccer games. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it happens fast. Um, Cool. So um, tell us, uh, how do you make time for all five of them? That's a great question. And it's <laughs> you're probably still figuring it out. Yeah, it, it is. It's something that you know, Lindsay and I we talk about a lot. And um it's it's funny because if we have to be intentional about it, because it's very easy to become reactionary of just like, okay, who's going through the tough time right now? That's the person mm. we're focusing on. Who who's having the meltdowns right now? That's the one we're gonna focus on. And Certainly one of our kids, just their personality lends to them being a little more needy. And mm-hmm. so they'll advocate for themselves or they'll, they'll, I, I want you, I want mommy, I want mm-hmm. daddy. And so then we'll always be with that person. And then we have some of our kids that are a little more independent that right. maybe don't always ask for it, but they still do need us a mm-hmm. lot. And so if we're not intentional about yeah. spending time or, Hey, I haven't had time with, with uh, Emily because Emily seems a little more quiet and, and it's not as needy, whereas maybe Madeline's always asking and wanting and right. and getting that time. Um, so we try to plan it ahead of time. We kind of talk and, you know, when, when Lindsay and I can, can reconvene, um, you know, usually we say we, we kind of little things like, like throughout the week, we, each kid has a day to pray. Cause they always mm-hmm. like, it was always, it was always a battle. Who's going to pray today. So yeah. okay, we have five kids, we have five weekdays. Mm-hmm. So, we start with the youngest and work up to the oldest. And then that's kind of, I've kind of taken that to where if it's a Monday, that's, that's a Sophie day. She's our youngest. So mm-hmm. she gets to say the prayers. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of, I kind of try to be intentional about my prayer towards her and whether it's spending time with her or, or if that afternoon, I've got to go pick up pizzas mm-hmm. for dinner. I'll take Sophie with me. Cause it's right. a, it's a Sophie day in my oh, mind cool. or something like that. Yeah. Or, um, you know, if it's a, if it's a Thursday, I know that's an Emily day. So hmm. maybe, maybe I take her to the grocery store with me and stuff. And right. a lot of it is just trying to incorporate them into what we're doing through that day. Right. It's hard. Yeah. It, ideally we'd be like, yeah, let's, let's take them. Let's have a date day with just right. Emily. Yeah, and, yeah. And this is week is just gonna be ideally. <laughs> and, and so that we had, we had talked about that. That was our plan. And then it just wasn't working or we'd skip a week and then yeah. all of a sudden somebody would skip a rotation or whatnot. So right. I kind of try to, that's something just keep in back of my mind each day. I kind of have a, a kid that, you know, I'm especially intentionally kind of praying for and stuff. Right. And so that, mm. and so then if there's an opportunity that arises that day that I can take them or if I want to go for a walk or around the block right. or just, like I said, just run an errand with them or something totally. like that, then that's usually kind of mm-hmm. how it, how it gets done. Yeah. No, we've talked about that before. And I think that's such a good, that's such a great perspective shift because you, you get down on yourself. Like I'm not doing enough or I'm not doing these awesome things with my kids. But like, I feel like at the end of the day, they just want to do what you're doing. Yeah. And they want to go to Home Depot with you or they want to get out in the garage like Andrew. And it sounds, uh, it's, it sounds like it's not enough, but it's, it's not at all. Like they love it. That's what it's, they want to do. And it's funny. Like they'll be having the worst day and I'll, I'll take them to the grocery store and all of a sudden like, they just they need that mm, one-on-one time right. still and it, it's it gets easy when you have kids especially that are closer in age to kind of group them together and yeah. like I'll, I'll take these three with me because they're all close right. or whatever but anytime you can kind of get some one-on-one time like it's just a few hours ago i took madeline with me to go pick up the pizzas mm. or whatever and just like okay i got right i got yeah. 10 minutes in the car to talk with her about how yeah her week's going what's mm-hmm. what's going on um that's cool but yeah yeah the other thing I was going to mention was, so I don't know what you guys do. I think it's a lot of the Holy Spirit, but like your kids are always like fighting to pray, which I guarantee <laughs> is not the typical household. And the other uh, week when we were over at your house having dinner, my I think maybe it was probably Andrew or Sophie's turn to pray. And, uh, and Logan goes, 
I never get to pray. <laughs> and I'm like, Logan, you never want to pray. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, and that's what I love being around you guys too, is it's not just this, like, you know, like we're family and, and we love being with each other, but like, she's also gleaning this like spiritual aspect too, of like seeing your kids and what they're doing and, and even in prayer, like, and she wants to do it. Like, and so just being around people who are like minded and love Jesus, like, you glean from each other in many different ways. And so I love it. I love that she wants to pray at your house. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to come it, over to your house a lot more. It, it just, you always kind of want the grass is greener. You always want something else right. that they want. But it, it's been, you know, we've been blessed with, you know, Jacob being, having the heart that he right. does because he does kind of set the tone. Totally, he does. Um, and, what, and not that he's perfect or anything, but it, it kind of helps with, with the younger ones of setting an example for for them. Yeah, for sure. No, and he does that really well. Um, also, Jacob is the oldest of, are we at 12 grandkids now? I believe 12. 12. I'm Unless you're count. announcing something. No, not, not, not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> not that I know of. You never yeah. know. With it. Like Each time we get together, family gathering. Like, there's there's a good chance. Good chance. There's a high percentage that a baby will be announced. 12, 12 grandkids <laughs> within nine years or 11 so years. True. Of, yeah. Yeah. It's just... It's so fun, uh, and holidays are are just like you said, the beautiful chaos. Yeah, exactly. um, cool. So, a little little fun question for you: Do you remember what your best either basketball game was or football game, highest scoring or just best game that you've ever had? Any of them come to mind at all? Yeah, there's. Boy, there's a we're gonna relive the glory days. I know. Here. Yeah. Oh uh, man. So I, I was definitely played a lot more basketball than football, mm -hmm. but I played, so I played football in high school. Uh, I had played flag football in junior high or whatever and, and, and loved it. And so then when I got to high school, you know, Calvary Chapel was, was a great place. And it was a small enough school where you could play multiple sports right. and whatnot yep. and, and, and have some success. And so I went out for football, my, my freshman, sophomore year and, and didn't, it was fun, but receivers, young age, you're not really throwing the ball much. So you don't, you don't get as much, you know, passes right. your way yep. or whatever. So then I thought, okay, I'm just going to focus on basketball. And then senior year, um, so junior year I didn't play football. Senior year I got called back out, and we had I just think I knew that. Yeah. yeah. So, so the football coach said, "Hey, we'd love to come and have you out here." So mm -hmm. I just I felt good to be recruited out there, yeah, and, right. and and we happened to have a really really good quarterback that was in my same grade, and he just was. His name is Terry Murmur. He was just this 6'4", 220 pound, just huge guy with a rocket of an arm. And so like yeah. he just, and he's like, I, and the coach said, I just need some fast receivers out there. And so I was like, okay, sure, I'll, I'll do it. I'll come back out. And I just had a blast playing that yeah. year. I just uh, fell in love with the game again. And uh, it was it was homecoming game. And so I, I remember my dad still has it on a grainy VHS. So yes. there's, there's proof of this oh, right man. here. So we can, we can talk. So cool. <laughs> ironically, my dad rewatches it like the film, like every, every couple of months, like yeah. I just watched, I watched Gary the film Jones. again. Yeah. Yeah, just, <laughs> Cause my dad was big. He was a farm boy. So he was always into football right. growing up. That's, that's where I got in. So it was homecoming game is is a total stereotypical cliche story of it's fourth and 20. We're down right. by six and we're on the 30 yard line and coach calls a timeout and what play are we going to run? And, you know, I, had, I was having a great game. And so uh, sure enough, you know, he, he called, he called my number. And it was a slant over the middle. I caught it. Pretty sure I like separated my shoulder on the play. Oh. But I didn't remember, <laughs> caught it, scored the touchdown. It was like homecoming, so home, too. homecoming game oh. too. So it was just, it was everything that, you got it. So that was, that was part of my 15 minutes of fame probably right there. Yeah, so that's probably I, when Lindsay saw. Yeah. That's yeah, the guy. That, that's yeah, my guy right that's, there. Yeah, I, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, yeah, that was, so ironically, that's the game. I don't, and I, you know, I played basketball through college right, and everything. Yeah. But the football game, that's the one that always kind of sticks out. Cool. Um, but that was always the fun one. And, and it is on some, I think my dad finally transferred it to a, a DVD because it was starting to get so grainy. He couldn't even tell if it was me, which take my word for it. That's me. Like, We're going to bring yeah. it out very soon. <laughs> that's fantastic. Right. Um, it, it makes me think of the 
double reverse pass in my in my <laughs> glory days of flag football junior high. <laughs> oh man, that was so Mike was in junior high and I was in one of my really good friends that I grew up with, Steve Astor was was his head flag football coach and he asked me to come be the assistant. And so Micah was in eighth grade, your eighth grade year. Eighth grade year, man. Boy, that was so much. I've done a lot of coaching or whatever, but coaching flag football right. or something else. And so it was, it was a blast. <laughs> I had a blast coaching Micah. He was a stud too, Micah. Uh, that's enough, Joey. Back to you. <laughs> All right, back to you. All right, so Joey, you are officially um, episode seven of Rad Dads. Congratulations. Ooh. That's like the perfect Lucky number. number that's seven. God's number. Yeah. This is a good episode. It's going to be good. Um, And the title of the episode is Elementary uh, School Kid Dad. Um, I'll probably edit that a tiny bit, but you get the hit. You get the gist of it. Got it. So um, you have three kids in elementary school now. um, And I'd like to ask you, how did you go about choosing the school that they would attend? Um, My my perspective, I have a daughter that's in preschool. Joey and Lindsay are very much pioneering the way for us. <laughs> but that's a hard thing to figure out, like with, with politics and new curriculum and things that you're like, man, what are they going to teach our kids and knowing about it? And so how how did, how have you and Lindsay gone about um, picking picking the school that you guys are at? Yeah, that was that's that's been a journey for sure. Um just a little bit of background. Lindsay and I, um, we actually attended the same uh, elementary, junior high, and even high school. We were always a great apart, but you know, we both. It was always a Christian school, right? We went to Calvary yeah. Christian School from you know for myself, it was uh, preschool through eighth grade, and then in high school we went to Calvary Chapel. And um, you know, I I loved my upbringing. I loved the school I went to. I a lot of my friends close friends. I think every single one of my groomsmen was somebody I had met either in one of those Christian schools, even mm-hmm. one in, in Bible college. So it was like, that was a huge part of our upbringing, you know, mm-hmm. um, with, with you guys as well. And so when it came time for our kids to start going to school, we kind of knew early on that we weren't really going to be able to afford, sure. you know, a Christian school. Right. And that was something I really wrestled with. It was, it was, I had a lot of guilt about it. I was like, man, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I want to give them what I did. I know that my parents sacrificed really to to send us to sure. the schools that we did, and I'm so grateful. I met everybody. I met my wife through right. that, right? right? I met every like everything I have is through that. So then I was like, I got it. You know, you want the same for your kids, mm-hmm. right? You always think like that's that's got to be the way. Um, but it wasn't gonna just didn't, wasn't gonna be in the cards for us. Just with mm-hmm. as many kids as we have, as close together and and you know as tight as it was, and and you know, I I was kind of I was later in my you know, I was 30 when I started my career as a teacher. Right. So, you know, it was like public school was going to be the way or was going to be pretty much the only option for us. And now, fortunately, with Lindsay being a public school teacher, because um, I didn't know a whole lot about public school. It was kind of scary. Like, right. you know, is the curriculum, are they going to be teaching them stuff that's just sure. yeah. totally scary and against what the Bible teaches? And, I, you know, am I gonna, I'm going to have to, you know, be talking with their teachers or be kind of like that. And luckily with Lindsay in teaching public right, school yeah. arena and also mm-hmm. you know your older brother my yeah. other brother josh and and um and his wife amy and stuff like luckily you know i kind of got to, we got to really kind of know what is going on there sure. what, what is it is it is it as bad as we because always you hear these stories yeah, of right, all this yeah. stuff um and um it kind of put Lindsay at ease before even myself where she said you know i would feel fine sending them to even to the school that I'm teaching next. I know mm-hmm. the teachers there. I, right. I know what we're teaching there. We're not being forced to really teach anything that's counter to our faith or sure. um, the Bible yet. But, right. um, you know, we're, all, we're always kind of reevaluating that. So when it came time to to send them to it, luckily we we kind of, with Lindsay teaching in, in, in Orange Unified, which is mm-hmm. um, nearby to us, we kind of had our, our pick of the schools. And so she kind of knew um you know which ones were were doing well that had had a lot of positive reviews and and whatnot so Mm -hmm. um but even then so i I remember something that so it it was still it's still something that we evaluate year by year so we have we have the older three attending um 
It's a, it's a public school, elementary school, um, just up the road from where I teach high school at Orange Lutheran. So it's, it's kind of nice and convenient that I can kind of do drop-offs and whatnot. Totally. But um, when we're trying to decide when to, where to send Jacob, we are deciding between about three, three or four different schools within uh, that, yeah. that, that district, Orange Unified District. And even one of them was, was a private school just in case that was going to, God was going to open up doors. We weren't sure. Um, but one thing that I, I, uh, I did is, you know, anytime I have these big decisions that I'm really concerned about is I, I usually go toward to my dad, who's mm. been somebody who's, um, has a lot of wisdom, you know, and I, and I shared with him how I was feeling about it. And, you know, I was feeling a little nervous even kind of wrestling with some guilt, like why couldn't I be able to send sure, my kids yeah, to to right. where to Christian schools and be in like this great environment that that I had and whatnot. And he reminded me that when it came time for me to decide where I was going to college, I had applied to like seven different schools, and yeah. I and I remember thinking, you know, I had always gone to a Christian elementary school, right, yeah. Christian high school, and so when it came time for college, you know, I I had a lot of Christian colleges on my list. I wanted to go play basketball at. Westmont or Biola, right. Concordia, uh, Azusa, yeah. um, Point Loma. I had all those all those schools on my list. And the one non-Christian school that I had on my list out of seven that I applied to hmm. was, was Chapman University. Wow. And my dad at the time, when I was trying to decide and figure out where we we're going to go, he had gone to each one of those schools and pulled into the parking lot and just prayed on each campus Wow! and just was, was just prayed over it and said, is this where he's supposed to be open the doors or whatnot. And through all that process, one by one, all those Christian schools kind of got knocked off my list for one reason or another. Really? And it became apparent that I was going to go to Chapman. And that was like, that was my last choice. It right. was like, it was right next to home. Mm. You know, I, I wasn't going to get the on-campus experience. Right. I wasn't going to like, wasn't even a Christian experience. It was like whatnot, but you know, looking back and at the time, you think, why, why did it have to be this way? And then look, looking back, you, you see God's sovereignty through it all. You know, that I got to stay closer to home. I got to get more involved at our college group at church where mm -hmm. I got right. kind of reacquainted yeah. with Lindsay, mm -hmm. right? That's, you know, and, and we started dating just after college and whatnot. So it was, it was, you know, it was providential that, mm. that I was supposed to be. And so when it came time to decide where Jacob was going to go, I asked my dad if he would do the same thing with me. And so we mm. went we prayed on the campuses of all these different options, um, did a tour of one or two of the schools. And then, um, and then it ended up that he ended up at Mill Canyon. And so, um, it's a good reminder because always it gets scary at times where you're thinking, you know, I don't know, um, you know, should, should like the, the political climate can get scary, right? Right. The, what's the curriculum that they're starting to force down now is that that gets a little scary to hear stories of that or whatnot. And I kind right. of remind myself, you know, we, we, we held this up to God. Like mm. we, we held it up to him and said, okay, we're, wherever it's going to be, you push us through that door yep. that we're supposed to be. And so um, they're at this school and we have no complaints. We, they, Jacob seems to love it. The girls really mm. seem to, to be enjoying it. But um, we've also kind of learned that it's, you know, it's, it's something that we held it up to God at the beginning. Yeah. And then we keep we keep holding up to it, uh, right? Yeah. So it's not just a one time thing. And so right. every year we're kind of praying over it, and we're always reevaluating. We're always staying engaged yeah. in and how it's going. You know, if anytime we can, kind of volunteer, get on campus, or meet their teacher or whatnot. Right. Like we want to try to do that as much as we can, and mm. and always be reevaluating. Um, but it's been it's been good so far, and it's been something that stretched me in my faith. Yeah, you know, right. like okay, mm -hmm. my my kids are in in public schools, right? That that. I, foreign to me because i haven't yeah. had ever been um there but um yeah so it's like i said it's it's an ongoing journey and next year we're going to have andrew joining them in kindergarten at that at that same school and mm -hmm. um for right now you know it it seems to be doing well for us and so cool. we're just uh again like i said but always just kind of praying that god would center us into his will again right. yeah it seems like you like in your concern for your kids, like God is using that to shape you and draw you guys closer to his heart and showing him how much show, him showing you, like, I got you, Lindsay and Joey. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. It, it's a, it's a journey. And, and, you know, Christian school, I, like I said, I've got nothing positive to say about it, but it could be that, you know, sometimes I've seen families just because their kid goes to a Christian school doesn't mm -hmm. mean that they, 
yeah, they end up having a deeper walk with the Lord. Or sometimes parents right. just do that just to they're good good babysitters, so then I don't have to be as involved or anymore, right? They just mm-hmm. I did my did my part, I sent them to Christian school. So it's you know, it can go both ways. And and you know, watching, you know, when this was happening, I, I started trying to look around for because everyone I knew kind of was from Christian schools. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but my brother, he married into a family. Molly, I was his, just thinking my about sister-in-law yeah. and, and the North and that Norton family are all products of a public school and just great family yeah. and her and her siblings all walking with the Lord and the parents are, are great role models too. And so I, I kind of looked at them a little bit too and remember right. asking her questions about it and how did it turn and realizing there's great people that go, yeah. your past, every pilgrim's past is different and whatnot. So for sure. Um, but yeah, it is something that mm-hmm. we're always, we're always praying. We're always kind of evaluating, trying to stay engaged in. I'm always, one of my biggest prayers for my kids is always that God would send them godly friends as well. Mm-hmm. Cause I know that that was kind of instrumental in my life. Yeah. You know, there's times in, mm-hmm. in, and you can meet those people anywhere. Yeah. Um, right. So private, public, anywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah cool. Yeah. It makes me think of the Bible verse, I don't know the reference, but, uh, uh, man, something like man makes our plans, their plans, but the Lord directs our steps. Absolutely. And trusting him along the way. Um, you mentioned, so you're in this new stage of life. Of, you're doing a lot of carpooling, a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of dropping off kids to soccer play, soccer practice and coaching soccer practice. Uh, your break that you just had was, was that. Yeah. It was in the car, picking up and dropping off kids. What a break. <laughs> spring break. I know. Yeah, my spring break was, wasn't the same as the kids. So with Lindsay working still that week it was i was on dad yeah. duty carpool super duty. dad <laughs> it was just like oh man so going off that um so you know my family like we played basketball our entire lives the the, the running kind of line for our family was if you wanted to eat you had to play basketball <laughs> little joke but got a little <laughs> <laughs> you know my dad um shout out to john sherman um but so how have you guys gone about kind of choosing extracurriculars for sports and or or dance i know the girls have done dance and kind of like weighing in their interests but also like they're well one kid did this so they're all gonna do it now like how have you guys kind of chosen that with your kids yeah no it was it was interesting so yeah we had so jacob's our firstborn right and so Lindsay and i um both, like I said, the Shermans played lots of basketball. I always had a basketball in my hand growing up. Like played a ton of sports year round. Um, was always playing it. So, um, you know, starting off, it was, you know, we, we kind of wanted to, sports has been such a big part of our lives. You know, always kind of having that discipline and teamwork. And mm-hmm. obviously it's something that Lindsay and I both relate to. We're both college athletes, right, Lindsay? Um, so we, we always wanted to put them in sports. It was a little bit daunting to start them, though. It's almost like, because people always assume, like, oh, you always play basketball, so you're going to start your kids right, right away in right, yeah. basketball yeah. or soccer right away. Or All in your footsteps. And it was a little <laughs> bit like I had, I had played so much that you kind of know how much time and work and yeah. effort goes into mm-hmm. it, too, that it was a little bit like, we want to start it just yet or mm-hmm. whatnot. And there's some kids that are like, as soon as their kids are four, we're going to put them into right. soccer yeah. and put them into this or whatnot. And I can hear my dad just saying things right now. <laughs> just, Our kids started at this age, you know. <laughs> started. And so um, part of it is that I kind of wanted to, we wanted to be able to try lots of things. So like um, Jacob, I think originally started with soccer, but not till he was, I think he was like six or seven. Tell it, did he start with with soccer? Um, but we kind of wanted to, you know, when they get to high school and junior high, all of a sudden they kind of have they kind of stick in a lane. Sure, they kind of yeah. stick with. It. So I was like, just try whatever their interests are. So he started soccer when he was six. I think the girls wanted. We had mentioned if they wanted to do dance, and they said, yeah, they really yeah. want to do that. So we tried a dance class for them. So we were trying to let them pick something that they were interested in. Um, but it, it was a little bit, cause a little bit with soccer, like, Oh, you're going to jump in and coach right away. And I was like, I know how much work that is yeah, <laughs> like right. doing it. So it was a little bit hesitant. Like, do I want to jump into that. Cause once you start going down that, I just remember my dad and like all our weekends were, were made up of traveling out to basketball tournaments, to Rancho Cucamonga, to everywhere. Like you're just, yeah. you're traveling, you're doing it all. So mm-hmm. we kind of let them pick, um, what it is they're interested in, um, 
ironically, like Jacob is, he's, he's really obedient. He loves, and he played soccer and he had a good experience, but he's kind of indifferent about it. Cause we yeah. kept asking him, like, do you want to do it again? Do you want to do it again? He's, uh, maybe, maybe yeah. not. And, um, it's funny, you know, with Lindsay and I being college athletes, you just assume like, oh, this is going to be super sure, athletic. Right. And, and Jacob is not uncoordinated, but you could just tell his interests lie right. more into, he's more of this cerebral, independent thinker, yeah. just loves Legos, loves mm-hmm. like he's, he's thriving in his classes. Like the teachers just says he's doing, he's doing mm-hmm. great. Um, but as far as being physically active, you know, he's one that we kind of have to encourage him to like, Hey, let's get you outside a little bit. You've been in right, Legos sure, yeah. for so long. You've been doing, you've been drawing, you've been, you've been writing, you're doing stuff. Let's get you more active. And so, mm. um, whereas Andrew, um, our other son is a very active kid and wants to, mm-hmm. and just is eager to be outside. And if he doesn't, it's like a dog. If he doesn't get his walk in, he just starts getting yeah. restless and bouncing off the walls inside yeah. the house. And so it's funny, each kid has their slant. And so we're, we're kind of figuring that out, but also wanted to just be, uh, encourage Jacob. So even if he's, you know, he, he didn't really want to try this. We had done two soccer seasons. He wasn't thrilled about maybe doing another one. So we said, okay, maybe we can sit this one out and you can try basketball in the spring or something. Mm-hmm. We'll try something new. And, sure. and it's a little bit of encouraging, a little, a little bit of a, a nudging for him. Whereas Andrew was just eager to jump into it. Right, he loved right. it. And so mm-hmm. it, you know, each kid's got their different personalities right, in yeah. it. Um, but yeah, we just been kind of, kind of playing it by by ear for for mm. each one and kind of you know Lindsay and i have a lot of discussion about okay what, what can we do to encourage them totally. and and whatnot and mm-hmm. so um but yeah each kids though it's, it's funny how how different they all are right yeah it makes it goes back makes me think back to just the lord's shaping you guys through their <laughs> how different they are and some are more similar to your guys's interests and others are not and it's it's being sensitive but also i just had an interview with another dad about being the being the foremost expert on your kids and right. and, and getting to know them and seeing their interests and the things they don't like and and having those discussions with your spouse to like do the best you can as a parent you right. know support them yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, as your kids get older, and you might not have an answer to this because they might not be in this this stage yet, but we'll, we'll see if they are. Um, especially with the three oldest, um, what has your and Lindsay's thought process been with um, as they get older and getting together with friends, uh, you know, going over to a friend's house or having a sleepover and kind of like the influence of different families, like um yeah what are your guys' thoughts on that what is your thoughts on that yeah for sure i mean that's something that we're kind of we're kind of on a journey with right now um discussing you know play dates and 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 uh, especially you know like we said with them being public school they're having some friends that are non-believers even mm-hmm. right and, and they've been invited to a lot of birthday parties and whatnot and fortunately they're still young enough where it's you know parents come too and so um you know, our, we've always kind of, fortunately there, there has been for Jacob, he's, he's had a friend there that, that is a believer, mm-hmm. um, that we kind of knew through just ironically, just knew through some, um, mutual friends, yeah. um, that we felt comfortable with, but that's something that, you know, we are very sensitive about uh, as far as, you know, them going someplace that we don't know, we haven't really, um, we haven't really felt comfortable putting them there if, if it's, sure. a, if it's somebody yeah. that we haven't met. So we're always down to host, um, if it's at our place and we, and, and, and their parents are in, invited to, to come over as well. Um, but you know, fortunately with, with a lot of our kids being close in age that they have friends that are kind of friends with all of them. So then we'll come with them a lot of times mm-hmm. or, or we'll kind of meet at neutral sites, but that's something that we're, we're definitely very, um, cognizant of, of, sure. of sending them into places, um, without us. Now, fortunately, like with Jacob being our oldest, he's always been one that's been a little more timid to go anywhere without us anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's kind that's of, it, it kind of <laughs> just like, cause he's not pushing like, Hey, I want to go to this right, friend's right, house. Right. And we don't know. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of like, well, are you going to come or, or is, yeah. so that's kind of helped out a little bit too. We're like, Oh, you know, we'll, we'll come mm-hmm. with them. And so when you get, they get invited to birthday parties, you know, I, I want to go sure, and, right. and, 
be intentional about just meeting the other parents. Hey, I'm Jacob's dad. Mm-hmm. I hear great. He always talks about your son or daughter and just try to try to make a connection there for sure. Because mm-hmm. um, those are definitely, you know, you, you pray over their environment, you pray over them all the time. Um, but it's, uh, it's something that we always kind of wanted to be um, intentional about and, and, and never wanted to be off putting to people either. Like we just, right. We just say, Oh yeah, we feel comfortable if we, or if we come to you, can I bring, can I bring something over yeah. to you? You know, if it gets, if we get invited or whatnot. Um, but that's something that is starting to pop up more now. Like yeah. It hasn't I was before, say, I but, feel like you guys are beginning to start to think about that more. Yeah. Not quite there, but quite. Yeah. With Jacob now going to be in, he's finishing up second grade here. So, um, it's starting to, he's starting to ask a little bit more. Like, I want to see my friends over the summer. He's really loved being part of school and whatnot. And mm-hmm. this last year, they've gotten invited to a lot more birthday parties. And um, it's something that we've, you know, Lindsay and I have tried to be intentional about going and then even even kind of sharing with each other. Like, oh, I met so-and-so's mom. This, right. day. this is what, and sharing it with Lindsay just so she mm-hmm. knows, like, okay, I, I, we can make a face with a like connect a yeah. face with a name. Yeah, this yeah. is so-and-so's parents and this is what they do. And I've asked them, you know, you know, ask them questions and really get to get to know, you know, yeah. who, who the parents are of the yeah. of the kids that they're hanging out with. Yeah. It's such an interesting thing. Cause you're like, you know, like having people that you, that share the same values of, as you is so important, but at the same time you're like, well, but I also want to like share Jesus with them. Right. And I want to be a light to them um and show them the hope that i have inside me but at the same time you're in charge of your kids and their growth and they're so moldable and impressionable so it's this simultaneous like lord (laughs) you know like we want to reflect and share the hope that we have but also like we want to guide our kids and and be around people who are gonna to influence them towards towards christ too And, and that's not even just with public school like there's even within church and believers yeah. and, and friends, you know, that we, we kind of grow up with where different parenting styles, different parenting styles <laughs> yeah. start, start coming up. And so sometimes, you know, it, you, you kind of get this maybe a false sense of security or you just kind of let go and say, Oh yeah, mm. I know their parents. And, and so right, the, the kids right. are off. And I still think that it's good to keep a, a watchful eye on, especially yeah. when they're younger on when they're playing or whatnot. Cause sometimes it's, it's easy to kind of, you know, their parents, you have a history mm-hmm. with them. So you guys, you just want to relate and talk with the parents and the kids are off yeah. not being watched or monitored mm-hmm. or, or kind of yeah. on their own too. And so sometimes, you know, e- even within what's, what's, what's supposed to be your Christian circle yeah. or whatever, your church right. circle, you know, they're, they're still, I think it's just an encouragement to always kind of be monitoring Definitely. their play and, and just, and not to say that you've got to dominate their play, but just to kind of be monitoring and being feedback. aware. Or even after they've hung out, like how was it hanging out with mm-hmm. with so and so? Did they they say something you didn't like? Why why do you think they said that? Or and just kind of talking through yeah. it and just you know kind of keeping an open dialogue with them, um, whether it's you know school friends, church sure. friends, or whoever they're hanging out. With. Yeah, yeah, being involved. Yeah, no matter what it is. Cool. All right, last question, Joey. You're doing great. <laughs> um, who have been uh, some of your biggest influences as a father? And what um, have been some of the qualities that you've gleaned most from from them? It's funny. So the first one is my dad, right? He's probably the one um, I've looked to for the most anything. Like anytime I I need wisdom or I don't know what to do, he, he's still somebody I, I turn to all, all the time and, and fortunate to have he and my mom, um, you know, around close by and very involved in our, our kids' and lives and um you know from him you know it's somebody that his his character was always a lot of people say he's such a nice guy and whatnot but sometimes you wonder is he really that nice when Mm. behind closed doors (laughs) and and i can vouch for it like he really is because obviously like you you get your kids just like the kids see you the good bad and the ugly like i I seen my dad and so watching his character has always Mm. been something that i strive for and even more as I've gotten older, it's just it's just increased more of, of how much I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I respected him. It's just uh, his journey, how he got there. So um, spiritually, just just where he's at, um, how he's got a servant's heart. That's yeah. something that you know I, I try to emulate um, for sure um, yeah. a lot. But uh, 
but also, you know, probably the next person I, I turned to for a lot of advice would be your dad, my mm. father-in-law. And I was fortunate to to marry into this family and, and, and John being somebody, he was always, you know, as a kid, he was big Pastor Sherman and, and whatnot, mm-hmm. but um, he definitely has a lot of wisdom in a lot of different areas and a lot of different experiences mm-hmm. that you can really draw upon. Um, and so I, you know, kind of what, what he thinks, and there's a lot of, a lot of times he gave some great advice that, that Lindsay and I followed and, and, and it's turned out great for us. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, you know, I started looking to when I, when I started having lots of kids, you know, I always had an image of like these dads of, of like three or four kids or more, right. you know, it just was like, I was a little nervous when we found out what right, right off the bat when we got twins. So I was like, man, that's three right away. And then yeah. we got Andrew and it's like, okay, we're in it now. We got yeah. four kids. <laughs> like, so I started thinking about back to all the dads that had four kids, Yeah, right. you know, and there's, there's a couple qualities about them that like, so just myself, yeah. like when I look at, at dads of four kids, another one was, was your uncle yep. Craig, mm-hmm. right. And then your dad as well. And I thought, man, those guys are like, those guys are amazing. They're like super mm-hmm. dads. They can like juggle multiple things at a time. Mm-hmm. Like they're never phased by anything. Sure. They, they, like, and I was like, I'm, I'm one, I'm so analytical. And I, like, I, I like I'll, I'll sit and analyze a problem to death before I even make right. a move. And I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. so intentional and pensive about it that I'll just like, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of slow, like I, I'm methodical, I guess is another sure. nice way of saying mm-hmm. it or something like that. So I always thought like, man, I don't know if I could, if I got what it takes to be a dad of mm-hmm. multiple kids. Cause those dads are always like, I mean, they're juggling so many things sure. at once. Right, like right. they're, they're able to do it. And, um, you know, I, you know, I, so I, I looked, I looked up to a lot of those dads. And I thought, okay, I got to have to emulate them a little bit. And there's a lot that I've gleaned from them, but I've also kind of learned like, you can do things your way too. Right. There's more than one way to yeah. to kind of do it. And so that's something mm-hmm. I've been learning and giving myself a little bit of grace. And totally, I was like, yeah. some of these dads are just like, they're amazing, man. I don't know if I, I don't know mm-hmm. if I could be a rad dad. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. like guys, <laughs> these guys are so, so cool. But oh, you know, I, you know, I, I feel like I, you know, I, like I like to be organized and stuff. And mm-hmm. when you've got so many kids and like yeah. organization sometimes mm-hmm. goes out the window, you don't always get to be, you know, everything's going to have to be neat and planned and on, schedule mm-hmm. whatnot and, and so sometimes you got to operate within the the confusion or the chaos yeah. or whatnot and so um but yeah I, I i mean i still look to them and even even now you know i'll, I'll get together with uh with uncle craig and, mm-hmm. and, and you know pick his brain a little bit of what was it like when you had this many kids or um just just watching how your dad had had raised his kids and each right, one being right. different and whatnot and um, those were kind of people that I kind of looked to, especially mm-hmm. especially ones that had multiple kids. Is I always was kind of drawn to, even yeah. now thinking back and, and thinking how how is it, what worked for them and what right. what kind mm-hmm. of qualities can I kind of glean from from that as well. Totally, yeah. You, you, you're having your own rad dad conversation, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. I, and I think that's you know that's the encouragement to anybody listening right now, like. Like I love getting to do this and asking these these questions and central questions to dads, um, but I mean, like that's the point of this podcast is like to to get to know other dads. Like, hey, what's worked for you? What's not worked? Like, where where have you failed? Where where have you been? You know, victorious and like that's how we sharpen each other. You and that, know? that's so valuable. And I even sharing your failures is almost yeah. sometimes even more encouraging encouraging <laughs> yeah yeah there's I've, I've got a one of my my closest friends from one of my best friends since kindergarten uh michael kreiner he's also has five kids similar mm-hmm. in ages and so we call each other a couple every other day pretty much yeah like, like just today at lunch he called me and he's in the middle of venting about his kids are breaking sure. down like finances are tight mm-hmm. like it's just and sometimes having somebody that you can share yeah. with that you can walk along in that journey and somebody that's in a similar Unfiltered, situation. Unfiltered, just, just raw, ex- this is what's going on. <laughs> exactly. And no conversation is off the table. It, it's just, it's so valuable. Yeah. And so um, I encourage anybody listening, like find somebody that can relate Definitely. to your situation and, and mm-hmm. relate to you and whether they have the same number of kids or whatnot, but um, being, have, being able to have those moments that you can just kind of, like in half the time we're just like, can you like we're sharing like these failures of like, yeah. oh, we're trying to take our kids to the beach and one was throwing up yeah, and, one yeah. of just, 
and by the end of it, like when I by the time when I'm calling him, I'm like, I'm at the verge of tears. I'm breaking down. At the yeah. end of it, we're just laughing at how ridiculous totally. this is and whatnot. But but you being able to have those moments to just kind of let yeah. the steam out a little bit or people that you can uh, share valuable. that with is, is so valuable. Yeah, for sure. Well, Joey, thank you for your honesty, your vulnerability <laughs> and your wisdom. Uh, Cause I, I mean, obviously I am gleaning from it, but those who are, who will be listening uh, are going to glean from it too. So thank you. Joey, would you mind just praying us out? Absolutely. Heavenly Father God, I just thank you so much for, for Micah here, God, and just his heart for, for being this in this role of being a father, God, and um, just how um, he's really just uh, looking for for wisdom and guidance, and just embracing um, uh, the family that you've gave given him, God. And I just uh, I pray for for all these dads out here, all of us, Lord, um, just for for continued guidance, Lord, each and every day, um, Lord, that we would we would give ourselves grace. Um, but also strive to to honor you through through this role of, of being a father, God, and just what an honor and a privilege it is, and that uh, we can enjoy it, Lord, and just know what a blessing it is that these children are from you and are a gift, God. And I just pray that uh, we just continue to treasure them that way, Lord. I just pray for for rest um, for these for these dads out there, God. And I just uh, I pray, Lord, that um, everything that's said and, and and done, Lord, that that your hand, your sovereignty would be over it all, Lord, that we would know that you are in control uh, of it, God. And just as uh, we embrace our, these roles of being a dad and, and also being a husband and knowing how important that is uh, to model that for our kids, Lord, um, that we would do that, Lord, and that you would just place it on our hearts to to be doing that and to be helping each other out, Lord, just knowing that um, it's not something that we have to just do on our own, Lord, but that we have community, we have we have fellows, believers that are going down this journey as well, Lord, and that we would be encouraging each other, um, that we would walk alongside each other um, just to really help us in this role of, of being a dad. And so I thank you so much, God, for for the family that, that you've given us, given all of us, Lord, and we just continue to give you the honor and glory in your name. Amen. Amen. And that's episode seven, and it's feeling like heaven. Feel free to leave a five-star review if you like the interview. We are both on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for your listening pleasure. Hope you enjoyed your time with us, and we will see you in a couple weeks in the coming episode of Rad Dads.